you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 308. Tonight, the manlings are taking a break from talking about books and books and books and books. And now they're talking about what they're going to do with those books. Like, ah, what armies are they building? What are they painting? What are they planning on? It's Hobby Time 2023. By the human calendar, that is. Shut it! I'm listening to me show. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best keeping you informed, entertained, and having a few laughs along the way, bringing you uh, hobby reading, hobby building, hobby painting. Hobby, 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 hobby. I'm Dave Whitek, and with, with me, as always, listening to my pure nonsense is Chris Walker. Chris! Hey, now what's up? going on, brother? Too much. You are like, and I gotta say this, of all my, of all of the co-hosts that have ever been on this show, you are like the hobby monster. Like, after, right now on my desk, after Alex stopped doing the show, when he took like step back from all of that stuff, because you know he's got mm-hmm. he's got a little kid and stuff like that. Sure. He, he's like you see him painting stuff. All the time, little crews for this, little crews for that. Yeah, but I think if you just go by sheer volume of stuff getting processed and painted, because you have, we've had this discussion. You've oh, yeah. got almost every army. Yeah, and you keep adding, and you keep hobbying, you keep painting, and I gotta say, you know, kudos to you, my friend, because oh dear lord, he's just moved his camera over so I can just see everything on his hobby. That's a nice hobby bench. I'm getting right? to see how the sausage is made here. I've never seen. I've always seen from the camera facing the back wall. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a nice hobby bench. Way nicer than mine. I don't even use right? mine. I got a TV tray, and I just got the, I've all this hobby stuff piled up on mine. It's <laughs> it's shameful how bad it is. That's mm. fantastic. All right, but so before we get into hobby stuff, let's get through our usual. Let's get through some of the bookkeeping here by thanking all of our sponsors, which include Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. For all your 3D printing and MDF basing needs and all that type of stuff. Plus, they got their own real, real, uh, you know, like community center going now with all sorts of hobby stuff. So, Six Squared Studios, if you are up in Canada, or you can just order from them, it's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. And of course, let's not forget. Our local sponsor, the one and only, uh, not, well, for now, the one and only right. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. I was there yesterday. Yeah. Did you pick up something or were you just playing? I've got some paint. I need more paint for of course this new army I'm working on. Hobby maniac, right? Mm. Uh, uh, and we're going to have, actually, I I, uh, I got, uh, instead of the regular Grognards uh, commercial, I've got Todd came on to talk about the big news from Grognards, which, spoiler alert, Grognards opening a new store. Yep, a week from this, a week from tomorrow. I think so, yeah, that's the soft opening, I think, is a week yeah, from yeah. tomorrow. And then the official right. opening is actually, as he points out, April 1st, and he's like, he's not joking, that's an actual thing happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, we've got him on, uh, and he's, he's going to come on a little later and tell us all about the cool stuff happening right. as, as Grognards expands. So yeah, wonderful. Two, yeah, so the new location is 1375 Wind Energy Pass, Batavia, Illinois. There you go. So, 
Yeah, that one's that one's actually farther from me. Uh, mm. I live in the exact opposite direction. If like uh, re- like New Grognards is in the middle for me of those of the of the you know, I'm up north. Then there's Grognards, then Grognards Batavia will be a bit south. But I'm definitely going to get by there when I can and check right. the new they're place about, out. They're, they're like it's the same distance for me. Either one. Oh, nice. They're both they're both about fifteen twenty minutes. Oh, nice. So one is straight, Grognard, the Roselle one is just straight north for me, and the other one is pretty much straight west. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm about mm-hmm. an hour, it takes me almost an hour coming, I'm, a, I'm northwest of the store, so. Right. Yeah. All right. Oh, Patreon sponsors. want to thank all our Patreon patrons, those people who think this show is actually worth their cash and have decided to support this show and make this episode and every episode we do possible. And that are, includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, and Old Man Yeti. Our executive nice. pro- Thanks, guys. Yep. Our executive producer, Scotty Milne, Scotty the executive producer, and our newest Patreon patron, Kyle. No, uh, no Thanks, known Kyle. last name. <laughs> Thank you all Beautiful. for becoming part of that almost 1% of the listeners who make this show happen. Really do yeah. appreciate it. Um, also, we've got voicemail. We've got lots of voicemail. Nice. Okay. If you wanted to leave a voicemail and you didn't mm-hmm. know how to, you could just call the number 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And then you too can leave a voicemail. We have four and none of them are real short. So we got four people <laughs> writing in and then we got a bunch uh, We got a, a bunch from Cranky but he was just really angry that I said something that he thought was weird on the show. And as much as I love him, I'm not going to play three different <laughs> minute long voicemails of Cranky screaming at me. Um, so let's start with this one. This is Mike from uh, Colorado. Hello guys. This is Mike from Colorado. I just said that. So I'm going to self-indulge here with a question. Um, when I started back in the hobby a long time ago, I thought for probably a good while that 40K was in the future of fantasy. And I think the reason why I thought that was because they share common IP with named characters like Bellacore and um you know there's some zinch demons that share um like kairos and here's my question why do you think gw shared ip between the 40k universe and then fantasy then sigmar i've always wondered why they did that did they do that for sales purposes to try to cross people into if i'm playing demons on this one i can jump over and play i don't know if it was just a matter of business decision, or what do you guys think? I'm just really curious what your take on that is. I've always kind of wondered why. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are surviving the winter. Um, can't wait to hear your next show. Bye. Okay, so um, uh, what are your thoughts, Chris? Do you have any? So I, I think it's because they have the models, and they wanted to sell them to both groups of gamers, fantasy and 40k gamers so they just made rules for both and i think you know? the, the overlap is really only with the demons yeah it's only with chaos it's only with and and the chaos demons are interdimensional 
right. alternate reality, whatever you want to call them. So I think those yeah. characters can exist in basically almost any reality that, that appears to them. Right. I don't know that they're connected, but I would say even though Games Workshop doesn't talk about them actually being connected, um, the stuff you see on all the on all of the uh, Seraphon stuff, the fact yeah. that the Seraphon went out and flew out, and they actually talk about how in the world that was was created when yeah. the old ones. Yeah, there's lots it. of lore. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of lore from like some of the original source books, like the Realms of Chaos books. There were these are from like the geez, late eighties, you yep. know, like mid eighties, those kind of things. Those books kind of allude to the fact that the fantasy world is sort of in the 40k universe, but it's like locked behind like some portals, you know, interdimensional warp gates and stuff like that. Right. And then there's also talk, you know, like, oh, Sigmar is the, you know, the lot one of the lost Primarchs, all this kind of stuff. So who knows? Yeah, I think they I think they are intentionally leaving that apart. It's one of those things oh, where yeah. as soon as they make that crossover, it's going to. Yeah. Once you officially cross over, it creates issues. Yeah, and there's no need to do that. So. Because as soon as it crosses over, then you're literally crossing over. Then it's like, well, what if the Space Marines showed up on a planet with, you know, uh, one of the yeah. mortal realms? It's as soon right. as you literally connect them. I think mm-hmm. that connection was originally through the warp gates, which on yeah. in the old world, which I still think are webway portals. Sure. You know, the created I mean, by the old I mean, there's yeah. A, yeah, there's really old models out there that show like Little lizard guys like holding their fantasy models. They're little lizard guys. They're called like Slan, and they're holding like flamers and bolters. And there's old can. There's chaos models out there that have bolters and yeah. They're but they're for fantasy. They've got all right. kinds of you know 40k weapons. There's even like the I think it's the Seraphon, one of the original like the, maybe the sixth edition army book. One of those army books like they have magic items in there that are clearly supposed to be 40k items they have one like called like the hand of gods or something like that it's a power fist right they've got one that's like you know it's a it's like it's a it's a a magic item that shoots flames and it you know has d6 attacks automatically hits it's like it's a flamer right you know so yeah well and um what was it not only did they have that sort of stuff, but it, uh, back when I was playing, it, it was second edition Talisman, the last mm-hmm. good version of Talisman. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, um, my friend Tom had it, and he had all the expansions. So he had the little you, yeah. you have the in the corner of the board, you could add on the little cave to explore, and you could yep. add the market on one side, and the other. Mm-hmm. There was one that they added, which was like a warp gate. Yeah, and you could step on it, and you could move through those, and then when that came with. Uh, you know, char- it, they always came with extra characters you could pick that they would be there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one was like a space marine. Yeah, and it was definitely this. Spa- it was a space marine, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, you could add this guy in talisman, you know, as, as your little guy, because <laughs> because once you add this warp, you know, yeah. uh, addition into the corner. So they've always sort of linked them. Yeah, I just think the reason they don't do it on an official level, uh, is because then. That gets messy, super right. messy, super fast. Yep. So that's just my opinion. 
Uh, nice. Okay, we got now the next two messages are both from Jake C. He calls and talks a bunch of, uh, about a bunch of his associate producer Jake C. Uh, and then he calls back. He's like, I forgot stuff. So <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> play both of them, I think, uh, and yeah. then uh, we'll play one. We'll play the other, and then we'll see uh, what's happening uh, from there. Hold on, one second. Here we go. Hey, Dave and Chris, this is Jake C. all the way out in the Mojave. Um, just calling in. I'm a few episodes behind, but I just listened to the um, year review and then the year projection, and they're both excellent episodes and inspired me to call in. Um, I had a couple of... Sorry, my daughter is saying hi. A um, couple of predictions, and I wanted to comment on some of your predictions that have already come true. I'm a Seraphon, I say player, but it's been a while since I played a game. But I've been kind of holding off on really buying anything or painting anything, waiting for to see if they get new models. Um, and I guess it was like Rotor said, I've also been disappointed with the one or two model releases and figured that's what the Seraphon would get. But here we are, lo and behold, they've released a bunch of awesome-looking sculpts. Um, the Saurus are cool, but really my heart went out to those uh, happy chicken with the skink riders. So that's definitely, I foresee an expensive summer coming up for me. Um, but it also my goal and I'm going to listen when I hear your next year's year in review, going to look back and see if I did what my goals were, which is going to be to get my Seraphon army fully painted up, hopefully in time for summer. So, um, as always, it's great. Can't look forward to, Got the Gloom Spike Gits coming up next. That's the army that I've always wanted but could never do because the thought of painting all those little goblins makes me tremor at night. All right. Um, again, as always, your show gets me all my through my long drive and hope you all have a great time. Bye. Good morning or day. This is Jake C again calling. Um, second call in. I forgot a bunch of stuff that I wanted to mention as tends to happen. Um, about the Seraphon um, and kind of how I got into that, one of the other things you mentioned in your year of uh, hopes and dreams was I got into Seraphon. I've always was a elf fan, but then I decided to pick up Age of Sigmar at the end of 2019, which was excellent timing for an in-person war game. And <laughs> But then when the Luminet were, were delayed so long, I had to pick up something else. I got hooked on the awesome-looking dinosaurs, and that's that. But the only thing that's kind of held me back from really enjoying them, Dominion, is the lore. I just, it's hard to really get behind that when and there's just not much there. They're kind of just like big, dumb dinos, which the lore says they're not, but we don't really see anything other than that. So I'm really hopeful for a bunch of characters and some other cool background stories. But that'll really help to get that army ready to go for the table. All right, I hope you all have a good day. Talk to you later. Okay. Yeah, so it's always fun to hear how different people get into their uh, into yeah. their armies, what they're going to be doing. Um, yeah, Seraphon, Lord, because they are so different, Mm-hmm. From humans, even when you read the old books, like some of the Thankful uh, and Bone Ripper novels, he was stuck on yeah. that island, that Seraphon Island. Um, and you, you, they're just, they don't think like we do. Like most of the time you right. see anything, it's through the slan, and the rest of them mm-hmm. are just, 
it's they're 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 different. So yeah, I yeah. I, I understand how someone could think that the lore is a little difficult with that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking forward to what the lore has to say too. I'd like to see more. Yeah, the, the, yeah. I think the new Seraphon book is going to be probably. I it's going to move the storyline a bit. Is my guess. It's got to, especially with all the stuff they jumped in and did with Kragnos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going yeah. to. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be yeah. cool. Plus, they've got so many new models. It's wonderful to see a yeah. line like that getting so many new models. Mm-hmm. Uh, last call. Uh, this one from a familiar voice. Here we go. Hey, this is Brandon from Columbia and the Port Shop Express, and I'm talking to those tools in the garage. Um, so I'm listening to the, uh, Beast of Chaos episode and, um, man, just like always, you guys, you're getting me super jazzed for a new army. Um, I had a couple of comments. Um, number one, so I love how you guys were talking about the old special characters from the world that was and trying to think of Kazrak One-Eye, um, the guy who was, uh, he had the whip and the sword, um, and he was in, uh, the, uh, uh, I think I can't remember the name of the forest, but it was around Middenheim, which is forest. forest in the old world. Oh, there he is, and um, he had um, his greatest enemy was the Elector Count of Middenheim, who was Boris Todbringer, yeah. um, the guy <laughs> they took each other's eyes out, just like you said. And um, I always like to refer to Boris Todbringer as the bringer of Todd, you know, because Todd's awesome. Anyway. Um, so questions for you. So number one, do you think, um, that Beastmen have finally come out of the redheaded stepchild role? Because this stuff is pretty cool. Um, and two, um, I, do you think that I, how many armies are there for AOS that have multiple play styles uh, for models? Like, you know, how the Beastmen have like infantry and, um, or they can do like monstrous infantry, or they can do a bunch of uh, big monsters like cyborgs and stuff. And several armies are like that, um, kind of like the um, soul blight grave lords or whatever. But um, it just seems like that seems to be a theme for AOS right now is to figure out, okay, how can we make these individual armies themed around these certain units? So anyway, I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Have a good one. Yeah, Funny you should say that. <laughs> you have the models. Chris is showing me the models as he's saying this, and we haven't heard the voicemail before we listened on the air. So Chris has got him right in front of him. Also, it's Toadbringer. It's yeah, Germanic. Bringer of, yeah, bringer of death. Bringer of death. The Toten King. Yeah. The Death King. Yeah. 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 I like that. I always like that name. It's like mm-hmm. throwing that in there, right in there. But uh, yeah, I'm literally holding my Kazrak One Eye <laughs> miniature right now. Yep. I rebased him onto a 40 mil base, which is the new size for the Beast Lord yesterday. Nice. Very nice. We'll be talking about, we'll talk, be talking about him in a second. Sure. Uh, as far as play styles go, yeah, I agree. I think I think it's like the army faction things where they break up the Beast Men into like four different factions. Those are kind of like little helpers to kind of help you like, you could play the Beast Men in any of these kinds of ways. You know, Quake Phrase, kind of like the Monster Mash. All Heard is kind of like the masses of troops the the morger right one you know the the gave spawn is like all chaos spawns every place so i mean a lot of the books are like that and i think they're trying to do that with all the books at this point i don't know how many of them actually have all of these but the 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 more variety the Mm. problem is any army you get which just has a list yeah is 
it, it, it's, it's it's got multiple problems there. First of all, they're they're not they're only selling the models that fit into that list. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it gets boring to play and boring to play it's against. Just, it's real boring, real fast. And if yeah. you're in a tournament, dude, I, dude, I remember, and I know you do, seventh and eighth edition games where it's like, oh, okay, I'm playing against uh, dark elves. I know exactly yeah. what that list yeah. is going to be, yeah. with with. With the exception of yeah. uh, you know this 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 support unit, you might pick this guy or that guy. Right. You know, you may pick an extra you know an extra bolt thrower or an extra hydra, but it was always the same list. Yeah, pretty much the same list. Yeah, demons, dark elves. They were you know oh you're playing. Yeah, if you played Undead, if you played yeah, three yeah. games in a row against dark elves, you played mm-hmm. almost the identical army. By the and if, you've, and if you've not played them before, by the time you got to the third guy, you knew how to play against them because they all played the same <laughs> yeah. way. And that's, yeah. it's. I don't think it's good for the game or that army or the hobby right. when you only have a build. And I think they've gone out right. of their way. Right. To, well, I mean, they've they've done that because they've been releasing. You know, every six months they change the points, change the rules. You know, they couldn't do that before in old Warhammer Fantasy. I, th- I bet you Games Workshop would have loved to go back and release errata and changes and point cost changes for all those books. But they just didn't have the technology then. Right. No, I, I have and I and I and I get it. I just uh mm-hmm. like I said, I think that I think this is the way you're gonna see in the future for most yeah. armies. Yeah. Now some armies it's more difficult than others. Um sure. The the fire slayers I think are one of the worst culprits of this. Yeah, there's pretty much one or two ways to play them. You can you can monster match, but not really. You can horde army with them, but yeah, you can, and that's and that's like the not, you know yeah ish you know yeah it's I'm just you only have like four different unit choices. Right or six or whatever, so you just pick the units you like. You back them up with characters that are going to buff them, and you push the whole yeah. mob forward. And that's all <laughs> that army is. And it's yep. as much as I love the models and I like the lore, and yeah. I, that that yeah. should be an army. That should be an army that I have. Right, but I don't. Yeah. I because okay, that's your thing. Because I mean, you play against them the same way every time. Yeah, and you play kill them the characters. The same way every you kill time. the characters, which debuffs the units. And then you kill the units. That's how every game against Fire Slayers goes, it seems. Right. And every Fire Slayer player is just protecting their guy and shoving it forward and hoping to, that the the bonuses yeah. are enough to keep him alive while he chops right. you apart. It's right. it's uh, and then if you want it's like, well, I took a I took an army that's mostly you know, the the, the little dragon guys, whatever they're called. Yeah. I, I have four I have four magma draws in this. That's it. Okay, cool. And and that's yeah. And it's Sure, it gets, but then you don't have an, then you don't have a lot of troops to you know exactly yeah. It gets old fast, and I think mm-hmm. it gets old for everybody fast. Yeah. Players mm-hmm. and people playing against it, like yeah, which is a kind of a weird thing because that book's not that old. I mean, it just came out Fire Slayer's book. I just it still doesn't have nearly enough units. That I, I think agree. it's got the fewest. I think it's got the fewest units of any book. It has like six. <laughs> it's bananas. It's I think it's like yeah. I think it's like twelve or seventeen, but that's twelve or seventeen yeah. comes from like well, half of them are characters. Right? Yeah, it's almost all characters. It's yeah, right. and you get a magma droth, and then you can pick the guys that are on it, and then you got a choice of different guys. It's just it's yeah. just not sweet, you know. And yeah, I, I think and that's the sure biggest I, problem. Man, the only way to fix it is to 
put more units in it and combine them with other give them warden. give them some other interesting stuff like just because they're slayers i mean okay you took what was a unit in an army and made yeah. it an army yeah. I mean, right i mean slayers yeah. gotrek was a slayer and they had a very specific purpose yeah but their purpose was to run out and fight and fight bigger and bigger things until you died they were looking to die yep the fire slayers are no longer that is not their goal right it, 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 it explicitly says it in the book that they've even gotrek himself is no longer on the slayer's path like he's he's died his death he's done his time he's made up his mm -hmm. his mm -hmm. uh he's he's made peace with what he's done and he's reconciled it yeah. especially after oh it's poor snorry nose biter <laughs> oh man i cried <laughs> when i read I that god bless america that was such a oh probably yeah. i mean i don't know i don't know how good the end of the horace heresy novels is <laughs> but of all the series that they've put out and then and like wrapped up, because yeah. obviously Gotrek's back, it's not over. But that wrap up for right. the world that was, I know, with Gotrek was just incredible. I loved right. it. Um, but that's neither here nor there. It's uh, you know, if you're not going to make armies that I can play in multiple ways, mm -hmm. then you then you limit your appeal, and I think that's part of it. If yeah. I got if I'm a player who only wants to play monster mash, I'm only picking certain armies. But if every army's got a monster mash or most yeah. armies, suddenly my playstyle becomes a playstyle for now I got instead of two armies I got seven. Mm -hmm. And that's money in their pockets, which is well, right. that's their job. I, Make I mean <laughs> I guess the, the the super extreme of that is like Sons of Bayam that we've got. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's okay. You know what? Uh, okay, I forgot about them because that's how little mm -hmm. I think about them. But yeah, mm -hmm. no, they okay. Not including them, fire slayers are the worst. But yeah, they are the worst. They literally have. Actually, they have two which, models. Yeah, which is a shame because I've I'm I've just painted two mega gargants and and they're really fun to paint. I mean, my goodness, they're they are so cool. I mean, but look, they're also the only army yeah. where they're just like you can take these models in any army because. Now, how else are you going to sell those things? Like, right, I mean, right. I don't know. I, that's just to me personally. I love those models, and that seems like the most boring way to play this game. Is that your army goes anywhere from what four to twelve models or something like that? Look at that. That's awesome. That's an awesome right. model. But having four. There's to, the other guy. Yeah. Having four to twelve models in your army is just uh, to me. That's not this game. At least not. That's not my game. It's it's yeah, definitely it's a, it's a, this game because it's there. Yeah, I want to try them. Yeah, and I bought two because we're going to use them in the team tournament. But right, you know, and, I, I I I would need one more Mega Gargant because I already have the other Gargants that I'm going to use. So I just I need to. I I was going to do King Broad because he's the new guy. Right. He's got some cool rules. So he I got three mega garg three mega gargants and a couple of, you know, regular, regular gargants. Yeah. And then some en then some endless spells and there you go. It's two thousand points. Yeah. That's 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 just not for me. <laughs> that's just well, not for me. Maybe you'll get maybe you'll get to play against it and we'll see. Oh, I'll definitely wind up playing against it because you got them. I just yeah. I, I just yeah. I don't have any like nothing about that speaks to me. And that's mm -hmm. and, and look, hey, everybody's got their own personal choices. I just, right. I like variety. 
in my oh, armies. Sure. I like to be able yeah. to play, uh, like, oh, I like to play this way, but, oh, I could try this. Mm-hmm. You know? And if, you've, and if your army's a one-trick pony, I just feel that that doesn't, that's not beneficial to anyone. Yeah. The company well, or the P, or the customers. All right. So I'm, I finished these two Mega Gargants, so now I'm swinging into the next army that I'm starting, and I'm doing uh, Beast of Chaos. Nice. So I already have, do I have all the models? I think I have all the stuff for it. And I pretty much, ha- I just have to rebase a bunch of it. So I'm using a lot of classic models for mm-hmm. it. Um, and why so not? I'm using my, yeah. I'm using my old metal minotaurs. Remember those guys? Yes. Those guys are awesome. Like those guys had hooves and not yeah, weird hooves. feet. Not weird feet. This guy's got hooves. That so looks like, like an like, actual minotaur, like a like a yeah. Greek mythology. I think it was Greek mythology type of minotaur. Yeah. Um, yeah. The new ones are something unique. Right. So they'll be metal. I'll have my old metal bestiors. I've got two chariots. I'm going to run those. Um, the thing that I was shocked about with this army was that the point, we, we talked about this before. The, they're an expensive army to put on the table points-wise. Yeah. I thought I'd be able to get a bunch of stuff in. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it seems weird because apparently it's still, yeah. I mean, it's doing, like, everything I've been hearing is that it's still a pretty good army. Yeah. But it's... It's an elite army. It can be an elite army, which is what I'm kind of stumbling into. I'm like, wow, these guys are expensive. But I think it's the ambush rule that really is... They're pumping up the points cost to give these units the ambush rule. And I can see... I can, I'm can. i kind of even delving even more into it now. That I mean, like, I'm looking at, like, some of the rules. Like, you get plus one charge when you come out of ambush... And, you know, there's another that you can get. And then all the units have plus one to charge. So you're coming out of ambush and you're doing seven inch charge rolls. Yeah. On Need turn seven. one. Yeah. You know, because you have to start up nine inches away. And then they've got the one command trait, which allows a unit to be set up within seven. So that's a five inch charge. You can drop or, in well, and it'd get be in a, there. It'd, yeah. be a, it'd be a six inch charge because you're not coming from ambush. You're coming from that special rule. But still, a six-inch charge is all these units have plus one to charge. Yeah. It's it's like, woof. And then there's the one, I forget, I, I don't know if it's a spell or an ability. I think it's like a once-per-turn thing. You can take a unit that's near the board edge yeah, and then just take them off and put them by a different board edge. Mm-hmm. That's so, the... Um, I think that's the uh, that's the one faction that does that. So, yeah, I bring them in, and then here... Oh, that's right. That's the ones in the dark, in the shadows. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a pretty... Like, uh, that rule fascinates me. So I'm playing, and I come yeah. in behind you, and you know I'm kind of coming in behind you, and so you're fighting, and then you got to move to go get objectives, and suddenly you're far away from me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to chase them. I could just pull them off and put them <laughs> on this other side. So, like, there's always... Yeah. Like, you have to keep your army away from the side. you got to get to the middle of the board if you don't right. want the Beastman army to be just getting at you. And that's a yeah. weird... It's a weird thing. Yeah, it's very different. It's it's the thing that intrigues me most about this army. Yeah. Is that that I I am not safe. Like, a lot of times you start your game off and you want to cover the corners. Mm-hmm. And granted, they have to come in more than nine inches away. You can yeah. stop them from popping in behind you right? by keeping your right. army nine inches from the backboard edge. They'll have nowhere to go. Sure, but they could still pop in from the sideboard edge nine yeah. inches away and just 
Nine in, yeah, nine inches and I just, up. Like not, and yeah, they're just going to get your flanking units. They're just going to get them. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's weird what they could do. Plus the fact that your entire army yeah. can go in ambush. You can start turn one yeah, with your list. army not on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't know that you'll get the first turn that way. No, you because you have, have to, to put you have, out all. You have to deploy everything, and there's. I don't de- think there's any right. one drops in the like battalions. I don't think any. Of well, them are I mean, one you drop. could take you could take the battle regiment. I don't know if you'd be able to fit. No, you'd have to design a beast of chaos yeah. army to fit in a battle regiment, which you could do. You could do a one drop. Getting a getting a getting an army that you can keep completely off the board and take second turn. <laughs> yeah. Is you're just like okay, go set up where you want to set up, do what you want to do, and the, and then I'm going to like denying them any yeah I mean, early strike it, right? anything. It's crazy. If you, have, you, yeah, if you have one drop, you're gonna pick who goes first or second. Yeah. So you just tell your opponent like you go first. Okay, well, you don't have any models on the board. Like I know they can move for so object to take objectives. You can still yeah, get sure. stuff, but you're yeah. not killing one model of mine. No. One of your turns is completely, I would say, ninety percent wasted because you can yeah, still you, move yeah, forward and be, grab objectives. All you'd be able to do is yeah, you move forward, grab objectives, buff up your stuff with spells and whatever, and then the beastman player takes his first turn, does all his nine inch ambushes, and then has the possibility for a double turn. Yeah, yeah. I I really mm-hmm. think that there's a lot in that book that I didn't necessarily see on first reading. It seems yeah. because for the cost, <laughs> for the cost, it, I, I look at it going. These rules aren't that great for the cost, but it's right. like, no, they're not. But there's so many little things, like you said. If you have a if you have a, a banner in your units, it's a you got a plus one to charge for just a, or is it a, a banner musician? Or a music? I think. Yeah, musician. Yeah. So your musician gives him plus one. You're dropping one in on the turn. You drop in. You got a plus mm-hmm. one. It's like you said. Mm-hmm. You need a seven. Mm-hmm. You need a seven to get stuck in right away. And these yep. guys come from everywhere. And it's come from everywhere. It's pretty cool. Like I said. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm fascinated. I'd like to see what you do with it because I know you're building it. And I'm not building any more armies. I got four armies of paint. So I'm, okay. I'm working on what I'm painting right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's okay. That's our first segment, and we're in a half hour. <laughs> okay. Um, but this it's all hobby talk. I don't feel bad no. that we did this because we're actually just, it's not just all the openings take care of business stuff. Yeah. We're hobbying it up today. That's so listen, right. we're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. And when we're going to come back, we're going to re sort of revisit what our hobby goals are this year and some of the stuff we're doing. And uh, I guess this is one of those things where you, you tease what's coming up next. Yeah. Uh, I am going to not only publicly reveal what I'm doing with my Horus Heresy army that just keeps growing, mm. <laughs> um, but sort of how I got to that decision and, and what, uh, what I'm going to be doing for that. Because honestly, that Horus Heresy is, uh, is so good. Um, All right, we'll be back.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hey. Hey. All right. So um, Mm -hmm. this, uh, the whole episode is the toolbox brought to you by Chaos Arc Superstar. Chaos Arc Superstar. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I did invite Harrison on to talk for a segment because he's been doing a lot of hobbying in general. Really? but, But he's got to go to work and he, he doesn't necessarily feel that it's, Plus, he just feels weird putting on the mics and talking because then you hear yourself in your headphones. And he's, you and I are used to hearing our own voices back to us at this point, but he still does it so rarely that hearing his voice playback always freaks him (laughs) out. Um, But I will just say, Harrison, um, he's on a Gundam kick. Oh, like every time I'm going to Grognards because they sell Gundams, he's like, I'm coming with. Uh, He's got, I think, 10 built up there since the summer. Uh, uh, since he started doing this at the end of summer, um, he really enjoys it. He doesn't have to paint them because they come the the plastics yeah. all colored. He just yeah. puts on decals, and that's his that's his thing. He is red green deficient, also known as colorblind, so mm-hmm. he has real trouble with painting. Because I mean, how can you paint with almost no reds or green? It's one of the reasons he loves his uh, high elves slash lumineth. Yeah, and when we paint those, it's going to be blues and purples mostly, and and cream because red and green. He just and it's crazy. I didn't realize how bad it was, but if you can take one that has the same color value, you yeah. know, where it's that that red and green are as dark, the same you know value, yeah, mm-hmm. you can hold them up, and there's literally no difference to him. Wow. Because he can only see, he sees them all as grayish, and it's just the darker green. It's a darker gray, lighter green. So if you can get the same color value in your red and your green, yeah. In fact, we were painting one time. We were repainting the room, and <laughs> we were repainting one of the rooms, and we went with a slightly different shade. Mm-hmm. And I was going through, and I couldn't tell if I had it all because it was green and green. Mm-hmm. So I said, I think I got everything. And if there was anything that was off that was missed because as the paint was drying and stuff, I called Harrison in and I said, do you see any difference on anything on the wall? Because if it was lighter or darker <laughs> in spots to him, oh yeah, he wasn't filtering by this green looks different than this green. It's just, is it all the same shade? And if it is, yeah. okay, I did a good job. He was a little annoyed with <laughs> me. He's like, I felt I was, and I'm like, I'm not teasing you. Like I, this is, you know, that was actually yeah. very helpful for me. But so yes. he actually has to know which which stop how the traffic lights go red yellow green uh, yep. reds on top right oh yeah 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 absolutely and uh, so he's been doing that plus he's he's got a whole army for um, that aren't uh, what's it called uh, what oh Yankee team Yankee oh yeah the Civil War 
three game. Yeah, and then he got all that, and then I just took all his models and primed them at the green because I could. <laughs> I'm like, I could do this for you. <laughs> I could get him all primed and ready for you. Um, as long as he doesn't have to paint, though, man. He, we sit down here in the evenings, like when we're done. You know, he's down here. We're sitting down here in the basement watching TV, and I'm building Space Marines for Horus Heresy, and he's building mm-hmm. Gundams, and we just we're you know. We're, we've got glue and clippers out. We got our little trays out, and we're both just building stuff. Hey, what are you building tonight? It's really kind of fun. That's cool. That's excellent. Yeah, just you know, and there's nights when he's playing Doom on his computer, and I'm just talking with Rotor, and we're having a hobby night doing that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, if we're not doing that, like, and sometimes he's building, and I'm not really building. I'm reading something, especially trying to get caught up with all the stuff because you know GW is nice enough to send us. <laughs> Yeah, the, the books ahead of time. So I'm trying to read them as fast as I can, so we can record. Mm-hmm. So I'll be hobbying and reading, and he's building models. But it's like it's 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 model building central down in in, in my house right now. That's it's, cool. It's fantastic. Soon um, to turn to model painting central, hopefully. Yes, that's that's my big <laughs> next. That's my big next move because I've got so much stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, so here before we jump into mine, because we're doing toolbox, mm-hmm. and I know we're not just doing in a, the normal. It's not the normal toolbox. Right. Um, what are your do you like? Do you have a list of projects you want to get done this year, or or do you have X amount of things on your board? And my next question is because you, the prolific hobby painter with twenty five armies and and all this stuff, uh-huh. um, do you have a limit to how many projects you'll be working on at the same time, or do you just kind of jump and butterfly between them? I'm curious because you're always, every show, when we do the toolbox, you're like, oh, I did this and this and this, and it's almost Mm -hmm. never the same thing. Right, right. So, So what do you do? I just kind of go with what I feel like doing without any sort of end goal, really. I just kind of like, whatever's interesting to me at the time is what I'll paint. So right now, I've got interested in the the beastmen um i was just i was kind of looking at uh, i was thinking I, mean, I was just thinking about what i have what i wanted to do next after i finished with these mega gargants and i just kind of opened up one of my army boxes here and i remembered that i had rebased like the the minotaurs or like i said the bulgores now and i just trying to think about because they were really badly painted <laughs> Okay. And I think I got them second hand and they were really not good. Um, As so is often decided, the case. Yeah. So I decided, hand. what am I going to do with these? Am I going to strip them or am I just going to paint them over? So I kind of came up with an idea, just kind of like, oh, I'm going to, I think I'm just going to dry brush these guys, Wraith Bone. Okay. And then see what happens when I put Gorgrunta for the contrast paint, which sure. is which is the magic paint for painting Beastmen. <laughs> um and it they came up pretty cool. Nice. So that kind of ins- that it kind of inspired me to, you know, kind of paint the rest of a model. So, you know, just painted like their cloth, their the wood of their weapon, which is, you know, you just paint that wild wood. It's amazing. Another contrast paint and then paint their weapon and Dang, that thing was done. That model was done. And it took me almost... It didn't take very much time at all. Models so with like, that much detail on them. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, I, 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 that's become my thing, especially with the students using it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- with the students using it. 
seeing how good you can get. Yeah. Contrast uh, paint is amazing. It's amazing. So In fact, uh, it's one of the things that I've come to this decision is there's only a couple of armies I'm not using it for, and that's mm-hmm. because they're more like like I, I I can't see doing contrast paint with the with the realm lords. Like, no, everything's I, long I, smooth yeah. things and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and so I uh, I oh, you know can yeah. we can we can we take one quick break here for a second? I just of course. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. And I totally hey. lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. My daughter was leaving, and I had to talk to her. And then as she was leaving, Chris Barnett called, and I had to take that call. So, um, yeah, hobby goals. I totally don't remember what we were talking about. We I, were just going to talk about, like, I was talking about my, my Beastman army that I'm working on. Right. And then oh, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. contrast paints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You're talking about how the kids were enjoying using them oh, at, God. And at the club. Look, they look so good. Yeah. And we're a hundred percent slap chopping. Right. Like I taught them how to do that. They can go with yeah. the gray. Then they go and it's cool because like after the first couple, then they started painting like Mr. White, this didn't turn out right. I think I put too much gray on. I didn't leave any black. And then his mm-hmm. other guy's like, dude, that's way too much white. He's like, You're not leaving enough gray. It's gonna be like they're all <laughs> working together. They just yeah. they you know, we're in my classroom, they pull all their desks together. Into like a into like a, a cube, yeah. And then they just sit with all the paint stuff together, and then they're just all painting and giving each other. T- Look at this! This is cool. It's so cool to watch these kids doing that. That's and neat. I am a hundred percent sold on that. In fact, I've already mm-hmm. started a lot of my uh, cruel boys, mm-hmm. but a lot of that was primed already grayish, and I'm I think I'm going. I think I'm slap chopping. I can't slap chop it, but I'm definitely going to contrast paint it. Yeah, I, I, I honestly considered going back and just repriming it all black and slap chopping <laughs> it because it well, I mean, looks I kind that of good. Just, I kind of, I kind of did the reverse of that with these beastmen, these minotaurs. Uh huh. They, they were painted all kind of crazy, so I just, I literally just dry brushed. I did um, Wraithbone, which is the contrast paint primer. Right. I I dry brushed that, and then put contrast paint over it. Right, so it's the same theory. It's just a different. Right, and I've got the I've got them already either wraith boned or gray seared, whichever yeah. one of the two contrast primers are. Sure, but that then you got to actually paint it the right way. Like I think I might leave uh, the stuff I started that way, but yeah, but with going with the black slash gray, doing yeah. the phony zenithal highlighting is yeah, yeah. it's really <laughs> quite good. Yeah, I think I'm just really enjoying this particular. This uh, this gore grunter fur paint is just amazing. It's, it's so, so good. good. It is so, so good. good. It's so easy to paint these beastmen with them. Like okay, they're kind of kind. You know, the only problem is that the units are gonna are gonna look kind of samey. So I might have to mix it up a little bit because I don't. Their whole army's gonna look. There are so just, many browns, dude. Yeah. There are so many yeah. browns, and yeah, you can honestly mix one. it up. Yeah. Um it's a total that's an easy to mix up one um yeah. and then you can get different stuff. Um I I I was somebody I think maybe it was on Twitter. They were uh contrast paint sort of slap chopping their armies together and they were talking mm-hmm. about the the you're trying to get different browns and they were yeah. starting with lighter browns on the top. Mm-hmm. Actually going with lighter browns rather than just the normal like slap choppy. Yeah. Lighter browns and then slowly getting adding in the darker browns as they moved down. So it was like the right. or, or different patches, places that were out yeah. in the sun more. And I'm yep. like, okay, interesting. So um, I think when I paint my bestie gores, that's what I'm gonna do. 
and use a couple of different methods on them. That's what I was doing with my cruel boys. Was uh, mm-hmm. I, I went with the all the same skin tones, but then I just took a bunch of different colors for their because uh, that's all stitched together animal hide. Yeah, there is literally no reason for them to all be uniform and boring. Just anything right. works because right. it's all gross and slapped together. Yeah. So when I painted with these two mega gargants, I painted uh, the Beast Smasher. Uh huh. And I did him. I did him. Almost a hundred percent contrast paint. Nice. Pretty pretty interesting. And then how'd you deal the with those that, big those big open sort of? I mean, because they've got so many big smooth parts. Yeah. So the skin part was the was the difficult. That one I tried just doing straight Gilliman flesh, and it didn't look right. So that I ended up uh, kind of dry brushing on Cadian flesh tone okay and then i ended up putting like a little bit another dry brush a light dry brush of like elf flesh mm-hmm. over that which is a really light skin tone so i did the skin on both of these guys i ended up kind of doing the same final treatment on them the same but like the cloth areas and like the wood areas i did different on each one just try to see so you know the, the cloth on the beast smasher i did all contrast the cloth on the Kraken Eater, I did traditional. I did, you know, a paint, a wash, you know, a layer, and mm-hmm. then an edge highlight. And they just look, they look different. And they look, I think they look kind of interesting that way. Yeah. So they're not the same, you know, they're not samey. And is, they shouldn't was, be. That's the thing. Right, right. Every one of these is a, is a loner who just comes together in these groups. Yeah. But it's not like they have uniforms. They should all be different. Right. And I think... And I, I, and I, Go ahead. No, go ahead. I le- and I left off the goofy, weird ship thing that the Kraken Eater has, like over his shoulder. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, yeah, I don't, well, because he's I don't he's like often in the water. I, I well, you know, I don't that's a each to his own type of thing, looked, ain't it? I thought it looked kind of dumb. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I find it. Um, uh, what I think, I, I think it's interesting that you went in and then you sort of dry brushed over a couple of different colors over the, the because that's that's the contrast paint's one big weakness. Is yeah. that and this is one thing I, I really had to stress once again with my students is you got to keep moving that paint. You can't just blob it on and then go because once it it, it gets it's weird. It starts to congeal almost yeah. if it sits thick. Yeah. You have to spread it around so it right. doesn't get blotchy. Which is why mm-hmm. when you've got a lot of ridges and stuff, you don't right. notice the blotchy because it just sort of yep. moves into those things. But on a smooth surface, even if you're yeah. good at it and you're really moving that brush constantly, it's blotchy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah, these old these old beastman metal sculpts are perfect for that. Oh yeah, like they don't have they have almost no smooth areas. It's all just fur and cloth and. Well, I'm still thinking about your metal. gargants on those bellies and stuff, and then you can still yeah. you can still hit it with contrast if you want, but then mm-hmm. like you said, then you're going to come in and smooth it with dry brushing right. in some similar is, colors. Yeah. yeah, which is what I did. Yeah, and and I've actually built them differently too. The beast smasher, I I built him a hundred percent. Like I put them together with all the bits and pieces on him and then I painted him and it was a pain in the butt. Oh yeah. So the, so, so the Kraken Eater I did it all in sub assemblies. I like put the like the basic guy together, but then I painted his club separately. I painted his his fist with like the net in it. I painted all that separately. And like all the like the the little bits and pieces that go on his belt, I painted all those separately and glued them on later. I didn't I don't usually do that. But 
in this case, I mean, it was like painting like a whole, like his painting is club. Right. Like took me like took me like a whole painting session, a couple of hours just to paint this dude's club. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. Because there's like so many there's like because there's skin on it. There's there's nails, there's ropes, there's leather, there's metal, there's and there's all lots of different metals, so I had to paint them all different. And there's skulls and wood and all kinds of stuff. So it took me a while to paint that silly thing. But it looks kinda neat now that it's done. And then when I got to the net I was putting the guy, you know, he's got, he's holding that net with all the stuff in it. There is like, oh my gosh, there's probably like four different, like human looking people like in this net. Oh. And there's like, there's like a shark in there. There's like a fish in there. There's like a bunch of weapons. There's like wood. There's a statue. There's a oyster. There's all, I'm like, I'm going to go insane. And I like kind of like put it together and like, Half of it you can't even see <laughs> once you put the two pieces of the net together. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I kind of painted like all the like all the human bits. I sort of cheaped out and I just painted them to kind of look like waterlogged, like bloated, like flesh kind of, like all kind of purpley and stuff. I'm like, I'm not I'm not painting this like with skin tones. I'm painting it all like just gross, like bleh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not going to see it anyways. That's the craziest thing. Yeah. Uh, and it drives me nuts. And like I said, I've been building my armies and it's like, oh, I don't want to put shield. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is if you're going to build in sub assemblies, you got to be ready to start painting. Yeah. I've got an entire I've got an entire Lumineth army built and not one of them has that shield on. I just have mm-hmm. sprues and sprues and sprues of shields because once I start painting, I want to be yeah. able to paint it and then put that on. And it's you know, but then like when I start building the Chaos Warriors, I'm like I'm putting shields on. I, if I can't get back there, <laughs> I'm just go, I'm just spraying it black. And if I can't get back yeah. there, it stays black. That's yeah, the beauty cares? of spraying black. Um, yep. I, I'm tired of you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not in this as a competition. Right. I have yep. uh, I've I've given up on any of those types of weird mm-hmm. dreams of being a, that type of painter. Yeah. Um, I'm painting it to look good on the table and to be pleased yeah. w- pleased with it. Yep. And yep. those types of details, uh, it's like, plus I building the models is, I love yeah. to build mm. the models and I, and I like, and enjoy priming them, painting them. Yep. I like, but not as much. And I don't gotcha. want to build and then sub assembly. Um, like the one or few times I sub assembly, like as if I'm doing something that's big that I really want. Like when I did Nagash, I totally sub assembled mm. him. Yeah. You would have to. Yeah. Because that way you want that way you got everything done right. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know that uh, for me, sub assembly is a great thing, but then you've got to commit to do like it's built. Now I built this unit. I have to paint this unit to put it together. <laughs> Otherwise you've got right. sprues all over the place of nonsense. <laughs> yes. That's the, yeah. So I like my impulsor for my ultramarines. I just buckled down about a month ago and just painted the rest of this combat patrol that I bought. I'm like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I bought these dang things. I have to paint these. So, but for like the interior of the impulsor, like it has tons of detail. Oh, yeah. For like screens and switches and knobs and this and that. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, just, if it's, if it's, if it's, I painted it black. And I dry brushed it silver, and I'm like, that's good enough. <laughs> now, I did, I did kind of go crazy when I did the ultras. Uh, when I had that ultramarines army, I had a yeah. couple of planes, and yeah. uh, I did paint in like different colors on the different buttons, and I painted the screen okay. a lighter green, only wow. because it was like, 
I've never painted anything like that before. Like the oh, rhinos, sure. I glue them doors shut. Forget it. I'm not. No, <laughs> yeah. I am not yeah. painting the inside of the vehicle. Not right. doing it. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, you look. Yeah. You open the door. It looks great. Yes, it does. And maybe with one, I'll do that. <laughs> Just, but I would never do that yeah. with all of them. Right. And, I have some like Eldar vehicles with that canopies on them, mm-hmm. and I could see like the rider in there. I'm like, nope. I'm painting that canopy black. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Paint the canopy black. <laughs> That's, and and then put he's some got ultra. His, got his, yeah. Put some uh, uh, ultra gloss on it. Some art coat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's shiny. Yeah, he, then. Yeah. He's he's got the uh, he's got the sun shades down. Exactly. Because God. <laughs> and like I said, <laughs> I did it with that. the ultras because I really. Mm. It, plus, it was such an easy army to paint because I just primed everything with Crag Blue, went in with yeah. some dry brush. High, like, I didn't go fancy with it. I went with decent yeah. with it, though. I put on the mm-hmm. decals, all that nonsense. Um, but yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to go all out and paint the inside of the cockpit because I've got the clear cockpits and I wanted to do that. But that was <laughs> on like, I think that, that was on a total of three models. Yeah, oh, for three models. I'll, maybe I'll do mm. that. You know, but uh, yeah, 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 nah. It just that's that's yeah. nonsense. Yeah, I was, I was, I was just getting to the end of my patience with the with the that net sounds Marines so right there. Insane. I'm just, I'm just done with this. I just want to get this done. Oh, I hear you. That's how I got with Stormcast after a while. It's like I like oh, how right. they look, and I'm, I don't mm-hmm. even, I, I put almost no gold on any of my armies anymore after doing really? a whole that whole mm-hmm. army. 100 models with the gold and coming in with the darker gold and then adding in a reddish wash and then a lightening up and then the silvery gold because i want to make them look nice yeah yeah so when i when i i go back and paint a stormcast every now and then just because it's almost it's almost like eating comfort food for me i've painted (laughs) so many of them that i can just like i don't have to think about this at all yeah like i can i can literally watch you know this tv program for like and I can just blind, I can just mindlessly paint Stormcast. You know, it's just oh not sure, a big deal. sure, yeah, sure. I paint so many of them. That's crazy. So <laughs> what is so what is currently on your table now? We've got Beastmen so, and what so, else? So right now it's Beastmen. That's pretty much what's on here. Um, and I've got I've got a, a couple of Stormcast. I've got that new uh, what's his name, the Night Relictor. Yeah, he's the guy with like the mace and like the little, the little sensor thing. Oh in front yeah, of him. yeah, got, yeah, yeah. The night, yeah, I got the real, him, yeah. and I have him primed. I just have to paint him, so he's sitting here looking at me. But I've, I pretty much then I'm, I think I've I've got I don't have to do that much work to get this two thousand point beastman army. Because you already have a Beastman. That's part of the beauty of having almost every army. You just add in a few things here and there. I just have to add in some stuff. I have to go into my my Games Workshop store and get the the Bestie Gores out. I I, I just have to go into... It's the garage. It's my cabinet in the garage. It's just full of stuff. So I just have to pull out 10 bestie gores and then i have the command unit for them too uh-huh it's like the old like the old the old cool champions and stuff i have those guys so i'm finally going to get to use them which is super cool and uh yeah i just have to paint them and i oh and i did make my list i finagled it because i wanted to put one of the big monsters in it okay so i i got it so i can get a gorgon in there nice I think you gotta have, you gotta have one of those guys i think I mean, I think cool. it would be weird to have a Beastman army without a Gorgon or a Cygor in it. Yeah. Right? I mean... See, so this is interesting. I think I've discovered something here. So, listeners, here's your hobby tip of the day. 
mm. by every army. Yeah. And we'll see, here's the thing. Once I finish painting about 2,000 for this army, I could go paint another army, paint another Once you have all the armies, then when new stuff comes out, you only have to paint like two units. And so yes. you're, you're never bogged down with this is too much to do. Chris that paints is, all the time yeah. because every week it's a different something because he's finished his unit that he needs for this army to play. And then he 100%. goes from there. Yeah. There's the solution. Just have all, all the right, armies. Just, just just buy everything. That's yeah. Right. And, now then and you got to kind of over yeah. a over a I don't know a thirty year hobby career. It's no big deal. See, this is the beauty though. Once you've got that sort of time <laughs> down behind you, it's like I just have to paint a few units. So it's really easy. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like the most casual hobby. Plus, you're not <laughs> one of those guys who who sells the army after uh, I win no. a tur- I, I buy it, paint it, win a tournament with it, sell it to make money for the next new hotness. You've oh, kept no. yours. I had I've, to I've sell sold, mine due I've, to space considerations. I yeah, sold. I've I've sold, sold like half of it. Yeah, I have sold a few armies in my in my day, but not many. I no, think I sold. But I mean, I had a another army of the same. No, you got the enough same points, anyways. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just gonna sell this stuff. Like I had, like so the army. I sold an old undead army, but I already, I already had another one that I was. Yeah. I got 7,000 points of undead, yeah. so yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm not right, going to use you know, this group here. Right. So I was like, oh, was, yeah. And then I sold my original High Elf army, which was like the starter box, like several starter boxes of right. like the original High Elves with the spears and bows. I had a whole army of that. Like, it was massive. And some dude in Ireland bought it off me, like on eBay, like, Nice. 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's about it. <laughs> and I've sold off little pieces here and there. Like I like I found in I found a, a Marathi mm-hmm. on Solifet, her Pegasus, like the old metal. Oh model. yeah, yeah. I, I I was just going through some stuff like dude, dark elf. I had a I had a drawer marked dark elves. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's in here. Open it up, I'm like, huh. Marathi's in there. I've got like you know Malice Dark Blades in there. I've got like nice. you know just like all that stuff. Like oh my gosh, and I and I was like, well, I wonder what this Marathi. I wonder if this is worth anything. Like I don't know. So I just looked it up on eBay. I'm like, oh no, like this thing is like highly sought after. I'm like, I'm not That's... doing anything with this. I'm never gonna paint this. I'm not gonna need it. I'll let somebody else enjoy this uh-huh and i put it i put it on ebay i did an auction i didn't like try to gouge anybody with like a buy it now price of like some crazy amount i just put it on auction and it got it was a lot of money i'm not gonna say how much it was it was a lot it was way more My, than i thought archaeon on dorger the original him just archaeon on the horse the metal archaeon yeah. yeah 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 that went for quite a bit and it's so funny because yeah. the new model came out and then it was like not, but all the people who were playing Old Hammer, yeah, there's a market for that stuff there. Mm-hmm. You and, know what's funny about that model is I have, I don't think I actually have the Archeon on Dorger, but I have, <laughs> I must have bought that model like four times because uh-huh. I, have, I have all these conversions of Archeon on foot. <laughs> Made oh, wow. from the guy on the steed for like different characters. <laughs> like, why do I have all these Archeon on? Okay, I don't know. I don't know what happened to the to the steeds. I that's I funny. gave them to some. I don't know. It's hilarious. 
Yeah, I think like I, I made still, I made like a ver- huh? I think I still have a like a slanesh greater not a greater demon, but one of those like the weird. Do you have the, the do you have the guy? Do you have the guy on the on the seat of slanesh? I, I the, might the mountain. Oh my gosh! I say I had. I have a couple of those old, like the Chaos yeah. Lords on, yeah, with the yeah. Chaos Lord on Demonic Mount. You'd have the Slanesh one, uh-huh. and this, yeah, and uh-huh. I think I have, I think I still have a couple of those, and those. So it was called like, wasn't a Steed of Slanesh because that's just like the this. Well, that's like the Seeker Mount, right? So he was on like a big, like a big. He like was a, like the snaky like looking. Yeah, it was a, it was thing. a big snake thing. And he rode it. He was yeah. a guy on the. He was the rider of it. Yeah, and it was always chaos. So I remember because there was Chaos Lord on Demonic Mount, and then there was Chaos Lord of yep. Slanesh on Demonic Mount, and that was the Slanesh. Mm-hmm. And they had Chaos Lord of Corn yep. on Demonic Mount, and they just told you which Lord he was, and they all got their own little excuse me uh, individual yeah. beastie to ride. Yes, those are so much. Yeah. Those were so cool. Yeah. I know. I was digging through my stuff. I found all my old Juan Diaz sculpt. Demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must have a hundred of them. That's like awesome. sitting in a box. I know, <laughs> silly. That is so <laughs> cool. So what? Uh, what are your plans, man? What? Are, so you finished up pretty much your 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 uh, mega gargans for Adepticon, right? Yes, I have them. I have the two of them painted. They're ready to go. That's so, all I need. So to you're Adepta ready. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, and that, and I have to remember how to play. I have to learn how to play Kill Team. Oh, right. <laughs> so I'm going to the Grognard Games uh, Kill Team Primer. I think it's next. It's this next Sunday. So I'm going to learn how to play Kill Team there <laughs> during this tournament. So I can actually kind of know what I'm doing at Adepticon. Yeah. I'm playing in the I'm playing in the Kill Team pods on. I guess that's what that's Thursday. Kill team's pretty easy, bro. Is it? Kill team's pre- it, once once you understand it, it, it I take I think it almost takes longer to get your proper setup and find how other people are doing certain things. Okay. But uh I like I said I've only I've I've played it a couple of times and there's long gaps between playing and then I sit down with Robert mm-hmm. I'm like I haven't played since we played last and he's like okay mm-hmm. that first game it's sort of relearning all the steps and then yeah. the next 3 games we play in a row. I don't need a thing. Like it's okay, cool. Once you get it, it's 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 got it's there's there's more complexity than Warcry. I believe it's an honestly a much better game than Warcry, yeah. but it's not mm-hmm. so complex that it takes too long to learn. Once you kind of know okay. how the dice work, um, yeah. the shooting stuff is really easy. Uh, when you mm-hmm. get into hand to hand, it gets yeah. bloodier faster. It's a little more yeah. complicated on how you can try mm-hmm. to negate each other's attacks, but it's oh, kill team is the best, dude. Yeah, kill team I'm is playing, the absolute uh, best. I'm playing intercessors. Okay, so I'm playing Blood Angel intercessors in it, and I actually like went out and this is a. I think we talked about this. I went and bought a box of intercessors and I kind of combined them with some old stuff that I have. So I've got like I have all kinds of guys. I have like intercessor with power fist. I have intercessor with this gun, this gun, this guy, and I've actually modeled them with like the different upgrades you can put on dudes okay so that everyone who everyone who's got a combat knife like on my list has a combat knife on their model so right it's going to be kind of fun I well think. and the beauty of it is you get to in the rules design your list after you kind yeah. of know what's happening so mm-hmm. it's always good to have those extras like you can right. totally so buy extras and be like okay i'm going to use this for this and that for that right no, yeah that, so i'm going to have like move. i'm going to ha- i'm going to have most of the options 
for like I've got like I've got uh, sergeants with you know plasma pistol and sword or sergeant with power fist. So you know you can. It's it's it's, it's amazing how they can get you just to buy a bunch of models you might not even use because you just want to have mm-hmm. all your options together. But that's yeah. Well, yeah. and then you do enough of those options you're like and that's when you're like, "Oh, I'm at 1200 points or something like that. I could just round it off with a few <laughs> vehicles and have right. a, and then a, you've got a full army." army. Yeah. yeah, it's right. bananas. That's how they get you. Let's hope the next edition of 40K is good. I know, and then right? we'll be able to play it. Oh my gosh. Ugh. 10th edition. I, I I did go up to Grognard yesterday. And I watched, I saw some of the, they were playing a 40K primer tournament for uh-huh. Adepticon. And uh, it looked like the people were having fun. And the armies looked fantastic. There were some sweet looking armies sure. there. Sure, and people like, are still wow. having fun, but I'm just, uh, yeah. I, I, that this edition is just not for me. I'm not saying I won't yeah. play. I'm just, this edition is not for yeah. me. Yeah, I think I might. I'm, I'm probably going to take a break on that until the new edition comes exactly. out. I really hope. I'm really hoping they. I think I I'm. I'm, I'm thinking, man. It's either. I. I thought. I think it's this year. I, that's what I think it, I said I, at the I, beginning. I think, I think it's, it's this. I think year. it's going to be in the summer. I think it's going to come out in the summer. Usually around July. Ju- July four usually is when. Yeah. They drop the new editions and stuff. So let's see, because I'm just I'm kind of hoping. I'm I'm hoping it's great. Plus, I love I, reading the lore for the for the 40k oh, lore. Yeah. Is so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, we need to break though. We're on, we've okay. only had one. Yep. We've been on for about forty minutes. Let's break and mm-hmm. then come back, and then we can talk more about other stuff. Yep, yep. All right, you tools. I am here. Um, this is normally where you would hear the Grognards commercial, except now it's one better because with me is Todd, owner operator, and all-around fantastic human being from Grognards. Greetings, Grognards and Grognard. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. So listen, um, now you were on before and telling us about how the first store expanded. You got the whole new game room in there. It's like 50% larger, right? No? Yeah, it's it's exactly 50% larger, yes. Mm -hmm. You've got all that space. There's constantly stuff on the Facebook page. I know a lot of the Garage Hammer followers also jumped over to that page. You could just see every day there's posts. This is coming in. This is what's going on tonight. This is what's going on tonight because there's always something happening. Um, That's the goal anyway. Yeah. Well, it's working. Um, But now there's even more happening, and I and I wanted to have you come on and tell everybody about it because this is awesome. So why don't you give everybody your news? More news. Well, yeah, we expanded back in April of last year, so less than a year later, we have decided to expand uh, not the space but into a second location. So we're mo- we're not moving, we're growing, right? So we're keeping the Roselle location. And now we're going to have a second location, a whole store, 3,000 square feet in Batavia, Illinois, which is southwest of where the store is in Roselle. So, yeah, we're real excited. It's going to be hopefully in the next couple weeks here we should be open for business to uh, sell you things and for people to come in and play games and – and do it all over again. Rinse and repeat. Grognard number two. And we'll see we'll see how long it takes to get to three and four and five. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're like there now gaming, right? To my knowledge. Is that what's going on? <laughs> uh, 
I am here right now, and uh, my friends, some of my, some of my best friends, have come by to play the first ever game in the new Grognard game. So, what um, game it's become are a you tradition. playing? Is the question T- tonight? They are playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons Onslaught, the new miniature game that has come out that is based on Dungeons and Dragons with new models and new rules. It's a skirmish game, and there's four of them playing. They're all playing at the same time, and nice. uh, having a blast with it. So, kind of learning the rules. And uh, playing a brand new game here at uh, Grognard Games Batavia. Excellent. That's fan- that's yeah. seriously that's fantastic. Um, uh, um, is it is it about the size of the original store? Like, how what are we looking at? Like, I haven't been down yep. to see it, so. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost exactly the same size as the original store was before we expanded over there, 2,900, 3,000 square feet. Nice. And we're going to start with about the same number of tables that we started with over there as well. So we're going to have, um, we've got six uh, uh, custom card tables for Magic the Gathering or board games or whatever. These guys are here playing on, on the card tables tonight because Onslaught's played on a smaller board. Mm-hmm. We're going to have uh, six uh, full-size Four by six gaming tables to start with. Those should be delivered here in the next week or so. We'll probably have a demo table or two, depending on how much space we have once we get everything in here. And then, um, you know, uh, the rest of the space will basically be retail oriented. So and it, it ends up being about 50 50 when we first start off, maybe a little bit more for retail. And, uh, you know, conveniently or weirdly, there is a space right next to where we are now uh, in this, this kind of a long. Uh, strip mall, uh, and the space next to us is empty. It's the only empty space in this strip mall. Now I talked to the realtor, and she says that there are uh, potent. They've got it potentially sold, but it's been it's been empty for a very long time. And I uh, have already put the little bug in her ear that hey, if uh, things go well here, and in the next six months or so, if uh, things are going well here, you there's always something growing at Crocknards. <laughs> Bananas. So come on, guys, come That's on down. Is. To Batavia, let's make this. Uh, let's kick this off real good. Uh, sell a bunch of stuff, get a bunch of people playing, and who knows, we could get. And that space is about you know fifteen hundred, two thousand square feet, so we could get another dedicated game room for this location and turn all of this into retail and uh, really do it the right way. I'm gonna have to redo the damn commercial now because <laughs> it's not Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. Now it's got to be Grognard Games with locations in Roselle locations. and Batavia. Yes, locations, exactly plural. <clears throat> yeah, God, we're uh, we're real excited about what's going to happen here. We're we're you know the, the good news is we're still in Chicago land. So if you're in the Chicago land area, we're uh, hopefully closer to you. But um, we're we're far enough away that you know we're not cannibalizing our existing customer base, but we're close enough that it will still feel like a, a community of grognards. <laughs> you know, people traveling to both stores, people that kind of live in between the two can have a choice. And, you know, the goal is eventually to do things like have tournaments and leagues where we encourage players to go to both stores. You know, one one month you play an event at this store and the next month you play in an event at the other store. And we can have co-leagues and co-tournaments and all kinds of crazy stuff that I think really uh, opens up a lot of possibilities for engaging the community and doing some unique, you know, games and tournaments and leagues and stuff like that. So we're real excited about it. That's a pretty cool idea, man. <laughs> yeah. 
That's. I mean, how often have you know? There's there's lots of game stores around, and I know people and and some communities have been lucky enough or fortunate enough to um, have game store owners that get along where they can do like a traveling style tournament, whether it's Age of Sigmar or Magic or whatever the case may be. You know, one month there's an event at this game store, and the next month there's a event at the game store, you know, 30 miles away. And the next month there's a game store or an event at the game store 30 miles away. Well, right. we just, we're just going to open our own game stores. And so we can just do that ourselves from game store to game store. We don't, we don't need to have other game stores involved. They can all just be Grognard games. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm still northwest of you, so I'll still be coming to Roselle. But I will definitely come by yep. and check out the place. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a big grand opening, I think. Believe it or not, I think, I think April 1st. Uh, is, is the prime <laughs> date for our grand opening, so we'll have to have, uh, and, and, uh, let people know this is not a joke. We are actually going to be having a that grand opening. first. <laughs> wow. Oh, dear Lord. We're, we are still vending at Adepticon, so we'll be at Adepticon, and we'll be able to um, you know, share the news there with everybody as, as best we can to let them know, hey, we've got a second location, and that our grand opening will be beginning of April, and um, we'll have a big party here, and and uh, have a bunch of fun convention-style events, and we're getting that set up at the same time as I'm trying to. You know, I'm sitting in the store right now receiving inventory and unpacking boxes, and we're getting a whole bunch more inventory tomorrow and a whole bunch more on Monday. So I got a lot to do on top of planning for Adepticon, on top of planning for the grand opening. And then at the end of April, we go to the uh, Gamma Game Manufacturer Association trade show every year, so we got a plan to fly out to Reno and do that. So Nice. No rest for the Grognard, that's I for wonder sure. If, I wonder if Kevin's going to that from Six Squared. <clears throat> it's, he, for, it's for retailers and creators and publishers and distributors and all kinds of – or anybody that's kind of in the industry can go yeah, to that. Yeah, he might be. That's, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to find out. I'll have to ask him. All right, so yes, listen. Yes. I, got, I got one more very important question. And yes. we're gonna, we'll wrap up with this, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you if you hang up on me after I ask the question, I, 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 I won't be mad. But so you got the space, right? And then the space yep. next to you is empty, right? And so yes. you're thinking, my friend, would by any chance the space next to the empty space be a pizza place or some place with a pizza oven? I'm just curious. Well, it would be nice, right? So I mean, we, 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 we'd have to split the space next door into both. We could make it a pizza place and a game gaming space. But, of course, I think what really is next door is a vape store because for oh, whatever reason, you have to have a vape store in every in every location that we looked at. We had to have a vape store. I mean, even, whether we wanted it or not, it was there. So. It's always a but vape store guys. or a really small place that's just like slot machines. Yeah, well, and no, always a weird item. Small, so that's, oh, that's, that's okay. right. But, yeah. None of those in this mall. We do have – this is an interesting space too. Just real quick, there is a toy store actually upstairs in this building. There's an upstairs. The, the toy store sells – it's Chicago Toy Store and they sell Funko Pops. It's 100% of what they do. That's all they do is sell Funko Pops. So oh, you're kidding. If you're, in the, if you're in the market for Funko Pops, you can come by, uh, visit Gragnard Games and check out the Funko Pop store upstairs. And See, I'm well, have We should to have that, all cause... of the same kind of thing you're used to getting at Gragnard Games and Roselle. We'll have in Batavia. It might take us a few months to get to that same level of inventory or maybe maybe longer, but we're going to start off with uh, as much as we can, and it'll be the same kind of same kind of experience, you know, coming into Batavia as, as Roselle. So. Sweet. All right. Well, Todd, I will let you get back to it. Right. <laughs> um, and I will be April 1st, right? I'm putting this on the Garage Hammer page. I, um, um, I'm doing my uh, 
you know, I will put it on the, the all the March episodes. Like we will make sure everybody who knows this show knows that it's happening. So that that'll be our grand opening. We're gonna soft open probably March seventh here locally that Monday. So we're hoping a week from Monday we'll soft open, so we'll be open and available for business. And then the first will be our big grand opening. Sweet. And wh- of course we'll we'll publish that and shout it at the rafters. You know, once we nail that down, it'll be all over the Facebooks, and we'll put it all over. Uh, your your page and i'm sure you'll share it for us too so i appreciate Absolutely. the support and appreciate the help and i uh, look forward to seeing all the age of sigmar folks coming out all right talk to you guys soon guys we are back everybody yes hey hey oh, so all your kill team stuff going you're a de- so do you have any other projects mm-hmm. you're working on now um i mean you're working on the beast man do you got something in your yeah. plans you got something that you're really hoping to get yeah. done what's happening right, with you right so so after i finish the Beastmen kind of, well, maybe in conjunction with, depending on how my mood goes, you know, I want to buy the new King Broad model mm-hmm. and put him together. I mean, that model looks like it's going to be a pain in the butt to paint. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on there. There is a lot of stuff wanna, going on. Because I want to expand that army to 2K. I mean, at this point, you might as well. I mean, you're pretty close. Pretty close, right? You just need one more Mega Gargant. And I already have. So for the two Gargants, I'm going to use, do you remember like the sort of the, not the old, old giant, but the old metal giant? Yes. Do you remember him? Yeah. Not the, not the old, old one, but the old one. <laughs> the most recent have, metal one. Yeah. I have a couple of those. If they're around so, the same size and they're on the same base, you're golden, man. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I, I bet you they're, they're probably a little smaller. A, I bet you they're a little smaller than the Ale Guzzler Gargant, but whatever. Yeah. As long, as long as he's on the right base. And I have a couple of those in like my for my fantasy uh, orcs. So that'll be kind of, that's always kind of fun, though. You know, you put those out on the battlefield and people kind of look at those and like, wow, you know. Yeah, when you when you're playing with the old the old versions of the models, it's always kind of fun. Mm-hmm. People look across like, "Wow, that's really cool." <laughs> yeah, it's always kind of fun. So I might as well do that. I have to paint just one model, just paint King Broad. Yeah, and he's pretty awesome in the game too. And once again, that's a nice one. You could sit down, work on that guy as a nice little project, and then look, I'm yeah. done. I got a whole army. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I, I have a two thousand point army. I don't know how. I don't know how good it is, honestly. I haven't seen anybody play Sons of Bayamut in the new season. I don't know. The, the, the Galician Champions season, I can't, I mean, they can't, they literally can't do four of the six battle tactics from the book, from the new GHB. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, uh, see, I, mean, they can I, do, I just, yeah. not my thing, man. Just not my thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be fun to, to throw them out there, though. Yep. So are, I, you, I, 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 hmm? are you saving any future hobby plans until we see the next couple of books that drop? So I've already got some goal, some things I'm thinking about, but I don't think we can talk about that. Well, so. no, no, nothing. We can't <laughs> talk about anything that we can't talk about, right? Obviously. <laughs> what else? Um, well, that's cool. So you, yeah. but you've got your 2023 mostly mapped out, uh, at least through the summer. Let's say, yeah, at least to, at least to the summer, and we'll see what 40k has the has in has in store for us. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I'll probably play if that. I mean, I hope I really hope they 
I don't know what the term is. Age of Sigma far 40k. Age of Sigmar ish 40k. I think that would be sweet. Just make the game keep, more simple. Keep it simple. It, I mean, and, and I'm not saying cut out the little charts and things like that, but you have got so many moving parts in that game right now. No, it's 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 bananas. I watched a battle report last night on uh, the 40k and 40 minutes site, which is. Fantastic. If you're 40 curious, that's the one to go to. Um, they do a really good job with their battle reports. And it was like Blood Angels versus Tyranids. It was super cool and fun. And they were playing lists that weren't crazy OP. And they were having a blast. And they were playing the game the way it should be played. And it's still, it was a lot. I'm like, oh man, there's like, you know, all these abilities and all these stratagems and and All I'm certain if, you, if that's your main Oof. game, then when they make oh, these yeah. little changes, it's not that bad. But it's still, mm-hmm. even yeah. playing with the Horus Heresy stuff, just all the weapon options <laughs> and stuff, which I, you know, I, I used, you know, it's, it's, it gets so crunchy for me. And it's just like, I know I'm old. Yeah. I just want to keep it a little simpler. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and here I am. Like I've, I've got like two boxes of Leagues of Votan waiting for 10th edition to be good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still yeah, just sitting there crossing my fingers. I know. Like, like I was thinking about it. Like, what would you do? You would base, I would base every gun around the bolter, right? If you were going to Age of Sigma Far, Age of Sigmar 40K, you know, you come up with a, you know, that a war scroll. For a for a intercessor, or you know, and you make you know his bolt rifle, you know that's the basis for all the other guns in the game because that's the you know. I just feel like there's so many options; it's almost impossible. I don't there's know. There's so would, many but, options. But I mean, think about like Age of think about Age of Sigmar. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, but for right? Age of Sigmar, when you have a champion, the champion has the b- basic kit or you can give him this mm-hmm. one other thing and that's it. Yeah. These guys it's like one model can have up to these. The sergeant can mm-hmm. have up to these five different things. There's five yeah. or six options and they're all very different so they have to be pointed different. I don't ever mm-hmm. see that going away from 40k. Well, I mean the, the 40k they did that, right? For Space Marines. Pretty much there's only a couple of items that actually cost points now. I got the Melta stuff. Like, might cost 10 points. But still. Like, and that's yeah. not going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can have less. You don't have to have as many choices. But still, like I said, I just feel the game gets crunchy for me. Which, oh, I'm the same way. Which I, I, I never used to mind. I mm. used to sit there and write army lists. And, you know, when you remember when you could just add a model to the unit because you needed that. Yeah. You I have 11 points, and this is an eight-point model, yeah, and I have yeah. a two-point upgrade to the whole. Plus, with you used to upgrade for fantasy slash AOS, you upgrade the whole unit. Right. You don't often. Mm-hmm. And if it is something where you can upgrade one guy, it's one guy gets this with this special rule, and it's already been figured into the cost. Yeah. You know? Um a lot of the other stuff you can upgrade so many singular mm-hmm. options that it's yeah, just I I and I, I don't think and I, gonna, I I think they're going to figure it out. I think they're going to make the game I don't dislike more, it though. More, I think they're going to make it more simple. They're going to bake in all the abilities maybe onto the war scrolls of the units like intercessors can do this cool thing which would have been like one of the most commonly used stratagems. You know. Yeah, and, and, and they like, might. And, like, and, and then I'm, Terminators can do this one cool thing. I'm just saying is, I personally yeah. don't necessarily want it to be AOS in space. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like that they're two different games. I like mm-hmm. that they're very different games. So I'm not just I'm not yeah. just swapping out what models I'm using. I'm I'm choosing yep. you yeah. know this. And I know that 40k gets cruncher, but it's also it, it, there's a reason I like playing it. Getting mm-hmm. crunchy sometimes is fun. I just don't want to have to do that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I guess people would come out and say, well, you can choose what complexity you play the game at. Right. I mean, right. I could I could keep it simple and just never upgrade their kits either. You know, and right. just be like, but, I'm not playing but, that with that, but, you know? But you can't, you can't go to a 40K tournament and expect to win any games <laughs> with with that kind of thing you know oh what I sure mean? You, sure you, sure there's no way you would go to adepticon with like your look it's my cool 2k 40k army yay and i haven't played in two years you would get annihilated and you know or, or i haven't play, i don't play i play like twice a year you would get you just get smoked and you wouldn't have any fun i mean that's just how that's my experience with 40k yeah, 40k I think has really become if you if you if you're into crunchy and you're into the hardcore type stuff, I mm-hmm. think that that that's where the players tend to gravitate to. I'm not for, saying for they're... for tournament play. It, yeah, in general, yes, in general yes. for tournament play. Now, there's yeah. a lot of people who are serious about their AOS and take their yes, AOS very seriously. I am yes. not trying to. I am not trying to take away from or downplay. Right. How, you know but, the 40k stuff at all. Yeah. Right, but at least you could play a game with those people and have a reasonable, yes, shot at winning that game. Just because yeah. the, the, I think just Age of Sigmar is more. I think it's just the mechanics of it are. I don't know. Oh no, I agree. I I understand they, what you're saying. It's yeah. it's 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 it just they cut out uh, just a little yeah. of the I, I, stuff I, you I, just didn't need for this version. And I that's think fine. What the, I, think, yeah, I think what the difference is is in 40k. To be a top end tournament player, you need to know your book, all the stratagems, all the abilities, and you need to know every other book's stratagems and everything. You need to know all of it, or yeah. else, uh, or else you're just gonna get gotcha uh, at, at every turn. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't know those guys. I didn't know those guys could do that. Oh, go go yeah. I have a stratagem that lets these guys drop in. At seven inches instead of nine, like oh, if I had known that, I wouldn't have put these guys here. Well, sorry, you know. <laughs> and in and in Age of Sigmar, that's not a thing. There's like two units now, or two ways that you can deploy within seven inches. One of them's the Lord Imperitant, and the other one is now this Beastman ability. You can drop in inside seven or at seven. That's it. Yeah, and yeah, who needs that? Like, I mean, that's and, so, our- and it's only one, and it's only one unit, right? It's just simple. I don't know. And I'm not, yeah. once again, not complaining. I, I like this yeah, game. Yeah, I like yeah, both games. I just. Yes. Yeah. I it, wish. I, I just guess it's all my, it would be, my wish would be to make 40K, I don't know, less rules bloaty. Yeah. You, know, you, don't, you that, don't need that, seven, yeah. you don't need seven books to play a game. You know, you need your army yeah, book. I don't, I don't, and I, yeah, I don't even play it that book. often. So yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe it's not that bad when for people who are actually playing it. Maybe they don't think it's that bad. For me personally, it uh, that's <laughs> once again not my thing. I mean, your sentiment is not uncommon. <laughs> Let's just put it. I mean, from what I have, my, with the people I know who play both games, most people that I know are waiting for tenth edition. They're like, I, I'm just gonna wait. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what else? 
What do you do on your horse heresy army? We're talking about that. Oh, yes. What's your so, reveal? What's your big news? Yeah, okay. So when we started off, like I said, Harrison and I were... Um, <laughs> when we started off, Harrison and I were going through the, the, the Forge World site. I got it up right now. Mm-hmm. And just kind of going through Horus Heresy, all those Primarchs, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you know, we knew we were going to... If I'm going to play this, I'm going to wind up with one of the Primarchs because they're cool and they're fun models. Sure. Well, yeah. So I went through the original thing and just looking at the models, like we went there and, you know, and it's so interesting because mm-hmm. with so many different reasons for when we went through. Like I went through and listed all the legions and like Iron Warriors. I'm like, it's not bad. I just, it's just odd. It's not my thing right now. You know, so that mm-hmm. one was out. Mm-hmm. Space Wolves and Blood Angels. I just have not doing this army now. Like I'm just not doing this army right now. You know? Yeah. Like that's you know. The Iron Hands. It's it's they're it's a fair fair looking model, just not interested. Uh and then I got, you know, I, I got up to Angron and I just wrote nope. Like that, nah, I just don't want to do world leaders, you know. Um, you know, did I want to do Ultramarines? I already did Ultramarines, not doing that now. Uh Death Guard, not doing that now. That came a lot of this was just the first cut was just this is not an army I want to build, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Korax, I, what did I have written down here? I want to like this model. <laughs> it's like, but I don't, you know, Lorgar, and I'm just like, eh, it's kind of average. You know, and then mm-hmm. I got, I looked at the stuff that I did like, you know, um, Alpha Legion. I'm just, I'm just looking back at my notes from when I was doing this. It just says that armor, though. And Vulcan, it just says this is so good. Um. Magnus, I'm like, this looks good, but it's just so odd to have unarmored parts. You know, Rogaldor, mm-hmm. so confident, looks like a Custodes. Jagatai Khan looks so cool. Fulgrim, uh, I, I, I just, I like the pose on Fulgrim. I just yeah, really do, cool. you know? Um, I've always, I, I, I like the lion. I hated the lion when I first was reading about him, and then as I got <laughs> to get to know him more, I'm like, I really like mm-hmm. the lion. Yeah, um, I was like that with Fulgrim. Like, you read those mm-hmm. initial Horace Heresy books, Fulgrim's kind of cool. Yeah, but then oh my god, what he ends up? There's no way I could play that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And then Uh -uh. like next to Horus, I just have written it's Horus. Like Mm -hmm. enough said. The Horus thing is really cool. Yeah. Um, Then we started going back. uh, Second cut, you know, type of stuff. What's next? What else are we going to cut out? Um, And that's when got a little pickier. Got a little pickier. uh, Started looking at the rest of the army. You know, I'm like, I just, I like the white scars, the whole, there are a lot of fast movement on bikes. And I'm like, I don't, yeah. nah, that's not me. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually you got to start making those choices. This is me. This isn't me. Dark mm-hmm. Angels made it very far because I like that. I like their, yeah. um, you know, their knights. Yeah. And their heraldry. Medieval tone. Yes. Yeah, 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 Going yeah. back to, yeah, it's the army that looks most like a fantasy army. Yeah. Um, that's why I picked. That's why I picked Space Wolves. Yeah, I did my. It's like, hmm, I want to play a fantasy army in 40k. Space Wolves. What's their main tactic? Run up and punching, punch things and hit them with axes. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that one. <laughs> and then I started going through. Like I said, then it then it started to become real picks. Like Night Lords. I'm like, I actually yeah. have Batman Gone Bad written on the notes. Okay. Oh yeah, him. I mean that's essentially what who he is. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, okay, I I, I don't know. Uh, Thousand Sons was an army that I actually liked the look of 
the army, but I don't think they didn't really look super thousand sunsy during the during the heresy time, or maybe they did. But I just like ah, I don't know about Magnus. You yeah. know, um, the salamanders were cool, but at the time that I was looking at this, like everyone I knew who was posting anything about horse heresy was doing salamanders, mm-hmm. and I'm like, eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it really came down to it, and I think the 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 final call for me that mm-hmm. made my final decision was I actually had a few when Forge World started putting out some of their character models for 40k mm-hmm. and 30k mm-hmm. stuff. Like there were some that I just loved so much, I just bought them to have the model, like, okay. even though I wasn't playing. Yeah, and so I realized that I've got. The uh, Abaddon fighting um, Loken. L- Loken, yeah. So I've got Abaddon and Loken because you can just mm-hmm. use those as models. I had, mm-hmm. um, I had another one of those, and so I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know what? I think I just I like it so much, and I I normally don't go with the with the uh, I don't go with the uh, bad guys. Yeah, a lot of times when I'm playing uh, this, uh, at least. I've always gone with like ultramarines or or always trying to go with the the quote unquote good sure. guys, loyalists. Yeah. Let's say they're not good guys, but that Horus. And then when I saw the new Horus ascended model, I'm like, oh, I'm done. That's you know, like I literally <laughs> ordered Horus and got him in the mail, yeah. and then they announced Horus yeah. ascended. And I was like, oh, come on, like I just bought <laughs> this one. Now I got to buy wow. that one. Oh man. And they do have the two different rules in the books for the two different Horuses. Sure. Um, and I did like that you could actually play them. Um, you know, there was different ways to play them. You can play them pre-heresy type of yeah. stuff, or you can paint them up as like they could look like lunar wolves still. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I love that stuff, and so I am going full on uh, Sons of Horus, nice with this army. Um, plus. When it came down to it, and this is not something that I actually planned because I was building this before I got like the new box, but you got the new box set, and it's it's Sons of Horus versus Imperial Fist, which were two of my final choices, and it's yeah. like this actually comes with all the nice bits for that particular Legion. Yeah, yeah. So that that kind of sold me on it too. But that's that's what I'm doing. I'm doing Sons that's of cool. Horus. It's it's what, what's the it, paint? What's the paint scheme on those guys? I'm, I'm going with the green. The actual mm, okay. when they when they redid when they went away from the white from the lunar wolves, mm-hmm. and went into the green. Um, nice. I like that color. It's an it's an easy color for me to work with. Yeah. And then uh, you know you can go in with the black you know for Horus mm-hmm. and for some of the other characters. But that's cool. that's what I'm doing. And I got a lot of that. I got a lot of that built. Um, the stuff nice. that slows me down is figuring out how to weaponize them and what weapons to put on and what weapon <laughs> is this weapon now that I put it on and can't remember. Yeah. Um cuz I'm not at that whole stage where I'm good at magnetizing out all the options. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to pick something just that pick I like. One. I looked at the different rules, looked at the points, said this seems decent for the points. I'm not looking just for the best stuff. In fact, I'm probably doing it wrong because uh, instead of having redundancy where I've got a lot of guys with the same stuff, I got a little of everything mm-hmm. cuz I don't know That's, what's great. It's probably fine. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fine because I ain't going to yeah. play in tournaments. I'm going to be playing yeah. with, you know, as soon as I get this stuff together, my buddy Jason Tick up in, uh, you know, up north right over the border there in yeah. Wisconsin. They play on a regular basis. I'm welcome to come yeah. there. So I'm just bringing stuff to play. Like, this, cool. is, this is not my big thing. This is just, these are the coolest models. Plus, yeah. I'm loving building old school 
Space Marines. Okay. You know, the the legs, the torso, the two arms, stick the gun between them. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so not so much the... The stuff that they have now is... The Primaris stuff? And that stuff's gorgeous, and I have nothing against those models. They're Mm -hmm. amazing, but they're also that intricate, you have to sort of build them up this way because, you know... Mm -hmm. You got, you know, I've got the right arm, like a, a strap for the shoulder pad in the back, yeah. and then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a quarter of the left part of his chest. So it's like, it's got to almost snap in the exact right way. Yeah. And the other ones, it's just like, yeah, put the arms on, make sure that they're even when you put, the, so when you put the gun hand in that the, the, that the wrists line sure. up. But other than that, it's just, I don't know. They, the, that was the stuff that I built when I started messing around with 40K back uh, and I wasn't really playing it, but I was playing with the models. I love building stuff like back before yeah. the podcast really started. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. The original plastic kit of Space Marines, where you could customize their. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I got on the table now for AOS. I've got a lot on the table. Not even going to try <laughs> to lie, because I've been working with my cruel boys, and I like that army so much. Yeah. Uh, so I am definitely working on painting that up. I've got, I've got some of the gut rippers going. I'm just going to keep working the gut rippers till I get through that, since that's the bulk of my army. Mm-hmm. And after that, it'll be fun because I just it's a lot of characters, a lot of yeah. uh, you know. I got some hobgrots, but you know, there's I, I max out characters in that army. That army needs all of its little buffs and guys mm-hmm. and stuff. So yep. once I get the bulk painted. Then I can just kind of flip between painting one big guy, like one character, and going painting mm-hmm. other units for other stuff. Yeah. Because I am painting the Realm Lords. We've got that paint style picked out. I've got that I'm working on. Yep. Um, what else am I working on? I never quite finished my Night Haunt army. Like, I've got most of it, but not all mm-hmm. of it. And it's one of those things where it's just finish it. Like, you've got, like... Yeah, just, just paint. You've yeah. got, like, 15 more models, I think, total to paint. Like, mostly character yeah. stuff. Just get it done. Yeah. That should be my... my that would be where my head would be. I just... just I only have a couple things left. Just get it done where you can finish something. Right. To say it's done and it's and it's put away and it's it's off the table. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where my stuff is at. Like, I've got... I do have some Soul Blight Gravelord stuff because I never stop loving the undead stuff. Plus, I've got that mm-hmm. Nagash that I painted, which I think is amazing. At yeah. least as far as I as as far as I'm concerned, I've never painted anything that good. So it's like, oh, this is this is something else. Like you know, yeah. I'm really pleased with it. Yeah, that um, kind of reminds me of the the OCR Bone Reapers army that I got. I need to finish that too. See, and that's that's my plan is just to. You know, especially once I have this stuff built, it's like, okay, so what do I need to do next? Well, let's sit down Mm -hmm. and paint. And I think that's going to be my big plan for 2023. Big plan is sit down, do more painting. Mm -hmm. And if you start to get a little bored, then grab a unit from one of the other armies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what about um what about gaming wise playing the game? You have any? I am planning to do more of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Grad school's over. I graduated. My diploma showed up finally in the mail, so I actually nice. have a physical diploma. Cool. Um, and so that's done. You know, we're going to Disney in June, and then we're back over the summer. And there's a lot of stuff we got to do around the house. But I also um, there's got to be some quiet time in the house because yeah. two of my family members work fully remote from home. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Now Heather's in our. She's got an office space portion set up in our bedroom, so she works mm-hmm. up there. 
but yep. you got to keep quiet because she's working. She's on calls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she does a lot. She's she's in meetings a lot. Mm. You know, um, when you're when your product, you know, product uh, quality assurance for like a major pharmaceutical company. Yeah, that stuff, and the, you know, you got to. She's in meetings all the time, so you got to be yeah. quiet. Mm-hmm. I can't come down here in a basement because this is where Harrison works. Yep. Um. Uh, so you need that. You need that third space. Yeah, and so I can only be up on the first floor, and I still got to be quiet. So sitting and hobbying is going to be a part of my a good part of my summer, like in the mm-hmm. late mornings, early afternoons when I'm not doing stuff. Sure. Uh, hold on one second. So that's mm-hmm. that's sort of my plan. That's sort of yeah. where I'm at with this. Mm-hmm. Is I want to uh, spend some more time painting in the summer. Um, yeah. and then especially with being home and not being in school, mm-hmm. uh, I can do a couple of evenings yeah, or a couple of afternoon games. I know you've got, sometimes you've got weird days of the week off, so oh, we'll yeah. just, we'll or def- just, yeah. Or I just get off work early cause I, you know, I work in the construction industry. So those guys work six to two. Right. So, you know, and the other thing I noticed with like, I mean, I've, I've been playing a lot lately just because I played probably more games in this season, oh, it's I mean it's only been out what a couple of weeks. Right, this new season. I played so many games. So are you liking one, it? I'm really enjoying it, and part of what is helping me do that is is just getting out and just meeting new people to play is really cool. But I joined this uh, this Discord server. All right, and it's it's just a bunch. It's local guys from around the Chicago area. And that really helps, honestly. It really does. Like, you get on there, and the the moderator of it has done such a good job of setting up the channels of, like, all the different, you know, schedule a game. There's, like, they're, we're doing, like, it's like a it's like a pre-Adepticon league. It's, like, five, you play five games, like a tournament, but you have, like, two weeks to get your game in, and you just play a different person every week. And the idea is that you're supposed to fine-tune your Adepticon list for the mm-hmm. tournament. I'm not playing the Adepticon singles, but so I'm just play- I'm playing in this just to get games in. And, you know, you, you meet different people. I've played the league games plus pickup games plus... It, it's just been really, really cool. So I would think... I'm, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, if I have a suggestion to people who are struggling to find people to play in their area or what have you, try to find a Discord server. Like, Grognard Games has a Discord server. Yes, they do. So you can jump on that, and they have a schedule a game part, you know, or if you want to find a local Discord server, Mm -hmm. you know, with people from your community in it, join that and meet people on there and chat with them and... It's just it's just been it's been really nice. It's yeah. just it, 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 I mean we used to have that back in the day when we had still had, we had a, I I ran a club called Illinois Warhammer Fantasy Battles. If you're an old forty or a fantasy gamer from the Chicago IWFB. area, yeah, you remember you you remember it if you were I around, yep. you know. And that was a Yahoo group. <laughs> you remember yeah. Yahoo groups? That was a Yahoo group page originally, and then uh, yeah. I don't know. Friend uh, Jake Murphy, I'm sure you remember Jake. Sure. He made the, well, actually, Dean Vukovic made the original website. 
Uh, Dean lives in Michigan now. We still chat, you know, we still talk occasionally. And then Jake Murphy took it over from Jake and kind of maintained it. And that was like a, uh, that was like a straight up forum page back when you had, you know, those things were yep. cool. You remember forums and all yeah, that Yeah, we stuff? had one on the garage. The original garage yeah. page had a forum and it just got too big and bulky and nonsensical and just didn't be good. Yeah. It is not necessary not anymore. And, and not enough people were on it because, and the replacement for those is Discord, honestly. Right. That's 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 the new thing. That's all the kids are doing it. You yep. know, get off my lawn, you know, <laughs> kids. But it's it's this Discord now. I had to learn how to use it, and it's it's pretty neat. No, it's good. Um, so listen though. Yeah. Um, we need to take one more break. Yeah, uh, and then we need I gotta, to, yeah. And then yep. we, we've got to we've got to kind of wrap up because I got about fifteen yep. minutes before I have to go and pick up yep, uh, my I'm sister. Same. So yep, same. Um, yep. we're gonna take a break. We're gonna be right back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back. Hello, we are back. Hey. So, um, as we were saying, um, you know, we're we're we've got all these plans. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of excited about my stuff for the summer because yeah. part of it is I've learned some new techniques. I'm try. I'm excited to try. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I I totally forgot. Um, I have basically about twenty five hundred points of Slaves to Darkness. Oh yeah, and what I didn't realize was I still have an old school. I've got an old cockatrice. Oh, nice! And I've got a uh, is the Manticore the one with the three different heads? That's a Chimera. The Chimera. I've got a Chimera from a different. I got a different Chimera, not the necessarily GW Chimera. Um, yeah, it was uh, those guys who did. I forget what the game was. I forget what it's I called. I remember it. But I that's a Grant. Real, Grant. Grant had a bunch of those. Yeah, so that's some cool stuff. But I have. A bunch of those beasts, and I've got this army, and I'm definitely going to be painting that up. And I'm just going black with, you know, like I primed them black. Hell yeah. And I'm just going black, red, bronze, mm-hmm. and silver. Like I'm going real simple with them um, cool. because it's some cool stuff, and I, I've always liked them. I just kind of want to play it. So, yeah. yeah, so that's my other army. So I've got, I'm painting Cruel Boys. Got to finish that whole army. I got a, I got a whole army. It's about 70 models for. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, Slaves of Darkness, and then I'm painting his realm, and it's three very different things. And yeah, that's I think that's going to be my that's going to be my big goal over the summer is to mm-hmm. keep working when you're fun, but if you feel a slowdown, yeah. switch out a unit, try a different yep. unit. Yeah, you know. Like I'll paint yeah. some cool boys then because they're going to be a lot more contrast painty. Mm-hmm. Um, the slaves to dark is going to be much more simple because I'm not going brushing. crazy fancy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of dry brushing and just putting on a yeah. few colors here and there, and then sitting down and actually paint painting, like trying to get yeah. nice smooth paints and going with sure. the creams and the purples and the blues for Harrison yeah. uh, is going to be those realm lords. And I have most most of his realm lords are the older stuff. Like a lot of the newer stuff, he he, he hasn't bought yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he had so much of the old stuff he was playing and enjoying. So yeah, we're just yeah. working with what we have and then seeing if he want like once we get a, a decent sized army put together, mm-hmm. you know, what does he want to add? And then we'll go with add-ons from there. Like I'm not buying any of the new stuff until we're playing enough with the old stuff where we know what we want. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be my whole summer, just rotating between those three yeah. and then occasionally painting up Horus Heresy. So yeah. my hobby table is flipping full. Right. The gaming table we need to get. Gaming table is going to be, yeah, it's got to get going a little more. So the last White Dwarf has, you know, they they talk a lot about two-player ladder campaigns. Right. Yeah, yeah, I have to pick that issue up. I know that's waiting there for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I may go there maybe next weekend, I think. Yeah, we should do some of that. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Chris and I used to do stuff like we made up our own, you know, and we talked about them on the air. It was Mm -hmm. always funny. You know, hey, yeah. we're going to get some scenarios. We got a bunch of scenarios. Whoever yep. wins gets a bonus for this exactly. next round, and it's exactly. and it's going to be fun. We should do some of that. We know. absolutely should, and I think that should be definitely one of the things we plan. Plus, I said Bar- mm-hmm. Barnett's been hanging out. We've been playing board games with Barnett, mm-hmm. and he's he's talking Blood Bowl. Yeah, although he built he's he's got his elf. He's going with a. I think he's. I think he's going with the Dark Elf Blood Bowl team or whatever they're called. <laughs> sure. But he went through and picked out his thing, and he's like, I can't paint anymore. He's basically tapped out on it. He's oh. like, I can't. He's like, my eyes are too bad. It's too difficult. It's not fun. He's like, so he's going to buy them and build. And then he's like, I'm like, dude, I'll, if you just want them speed painted, like yeah. for for just so you have something we could put on the, I can do that. Yeah. It's 12 models. Like I'm painting, right, right. I'm already painting up my Blood Bowl team. And I'm yeah. help, so that's, that's like the fifth project is little Blood Bowly stuff, you know? Yeah. But I've got so much on my plate. I just, and I'm just starting to rotate through now with the painting. Yeah. Um, my biggest problem is getting a hobby space clean and cleared enough <laughs> that I can have right. stuff set up and know where I can get stuff, you know? Man, like my mind's kind of a mess right now. I need to. Oh. I get. I hear you. Your, yours, yours is immaculate compared to mine is bananas. <laughs> I got to figure out something to do with all these. I built these two gargas. I have, there's so many extra bits and pieces on these sprues. I feel bad. You almost feel like you're wasting stuff, don't you? And it's like I don't want to yeah. keep. I have so many bits boxes of stuff that I'm never going to use, but that Dude, I didn't want to throw out. I have, I now have these two. I mean, they're pretty big boxes that the gargans came in. Yeah. That I don't need. I think I'm just going to toss them. You know, honestly, unless there's a few <laughs> bits you want. I was at Hobby Lobby, and I bought little bead boxes for bits, Yeah, and I keep some bits in there that I really want, yeah. but the rest, it's like, no, I started doing the same thing. I just finished up building this, and I'm like, nope, you know what? I already built these models. I don't yep. need this alternate weapon here. I'm not going to be converting. No. I just don't need it. Right. So I, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. 
Uh, should we wrap this up? We're at yeah, about yeah. two hours, and we yep. both have stuff to do. It is Sunday morning. Um, all right. Well, then let's wrap this up, folks. Cool. Uh, get, get your get your thing ready. Oh, yeah. uh, Want to thank, of course, our Patreon sponsors. Those are our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, executive producer Scotty Milne, and newest patron Kyle, last name unknown. Uh, thank you all for being that 1%. Thank you to um, Chaos Orc Superstore and Six Square Studios and Grognards, uh, all you guys for be- thinking that this show is worth something. Um yeah, we, we're, we're just glad that the community seems to be behind us and having fun with what we're doing this year, and we just plan on keep on doing it. So, all right, Chris, uh, next episode, we got a new book coming out next episode. We'll talk about that next episode. Yeah. Uh, we got some stuff lined up. I'm uh, going to be setting up a Patreon uh, producers what? meeting so that they can uh, know, like we do a producer meeting so people at that level. Kind of mm-hmm. let them know where we're, what we're doing over the next few months, you know, hobby wise, yeah. and uh, and let them. They also get to sort of throw in their suggestions and their ideas for show things. So we're going to mm-hmm. try to set mm-hmm. that up in the next couple of weeks. Cool. So other than that, uh, you and I are recording again literally next week. So I will talk yeah. to you in a day or two to get that stuff set up. Sounds good. And until then, folks, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Or oh, Sigur! <laughs> <laughs>